You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. The Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. As always, this program is hosted by me, Chris Flannery, my good friend, Joseph Noe. Hi, guys. And, unfortunately this week, no Andrew Genelosi. Oh. He couldn't make it. He, he has something going on. He can talk about it next week if he wants to. Okay. Uh, but he, he is not here, unfortunately. So, Joey, it's just me and you today, bud. I can't wait. But... Possibly to save the day, producing the program, we have little Joe Harari as well. Hi, Joe. Great to be here, guys. It's great to have you. Stellar. You son of a bitch. No, all right. So we'll see what happens. Look, first time we're doing this, just me and you, and Mm -hmm. obviously Joe is here, but like the the triumvirate is only a duo today. What do you think, Joe? We got this. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Okay. Before we started the show, I said to you, I was like, look, it's just going to be me and you talking about this stuff. You're going to have to be a little more uh, engaged, ask some more questions. Mm -hmm. And I like how the first thing I threw to you, you were just like, going to be fine. (laughs) And then just left, just left it hanging there. It's terrific. I I like to leave you hanging. Yeah. All right. Well, you're very good at it. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about a variety of topics. NYR, OBL, TPP, NSA, NFL, and other stuff that doesn't have convenient three-letter abbreviations like that. Uh, We're going to get into some topics that Joey brought to the table. Yeah. Yeah, you're excited about that? Yes, I am. I I wanted to say this. Did you bring a rap? I did bring Uh, a rap. We got a couple of tweets some emails people were very excited to hear your pre-planned out rap mm-hmm. uh, last week you did a freestyle after nine minutes of effort put into yes it, which i thought was okay that's it i just get an okay i thought it was pretty good oh thank you are you do you feel confident about what you brought to the table today yes i do do you want me to do it now or should we maybe I don't talk know. about I think a story we'll, or two? i think yeah i think maybe we'll get into a story or two do a little tease here. Let people okay. stick around because I think people are pretty excited to hear what you have to say. Nice. Uh, I was going to bring this up to Andy because this week we were talking about like this episode got a ton of SoundCloud comments, which I really appreciate. Yes, I it's wanted, awesome, guys. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to give a um, like a, a special shout out to uh, Benedict Laz, who I had like a very long, like several paragraph conversation okay. about the... Um, about Islam and like the terrorism and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You guys could go on the on SoundCloud and read the comments. It was actually a pretty good conversation. So thank you for that. Thank you everybody else for getting involved in the uh, conversation. We appreciate it. I'm wearing a New York Rangers jersey today. Yeah, how happy are you right now? Well, as everybody knows, I'm a huge Rangers fan. For those of you that don't know, the Rangers were down three to one, three games to one in a best of seven series against the Washington Capitals. And not the first time either. What do you mean? Last year. Well, we're going to get into that. They were down three to one. They came back. <laughs> Joe's laughing because he knew what I was doing, and then Joey just interrupts it. Yes, uh, they were down three to one. Things looked bleak. Uh, the Rangers have made a comeback. They got to Game Seven last night, mm-hmm. and they became the first team in NHL history to erase a three-one best-of-seven series deficit two years in a row 
and they won the series and now have advanced to the Eastern Conference Final for the second straight year, third time in four years, and it's wonderful, Joe. Now, my question for you is this. Do you feel the Capitals took enough out of the Rangers for the Lightning to sweep you guys? Here's what I want to do before we get into any of that. Yes. I would like to play... The overtime game-winning goal audio, because it just is very exciting. I've listened to it a number of times, and we're just going to play it because why not? I got chills already. Yeah, dude. It's extremely exciting. So this is overtime, 8 minutes and 42 seconds in. There's a face-off in the Washington Capitol zone. Derek Stepan is going to score the overtime winner to propel the Rangers to the Eastern Conference Final. But they are devoting all their energy to this game, both teams. Off the tie-up, it is fair, but it came back to Yandel. Drive by Girardi to save it. Wow! Step on in overtime! Oh. The Rangers move on to Tampa! <sighs> I've watched that probably... 40 times since last night. <laughs> I have actual goose pimples right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, like, on, on any teams, and listen, I know it's a politics mostly podcast. We're going to get to politics. Believe me, I got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. A lot of good stuff. I'm very excited about the show, but I had to get to this. Rangers any, colors are red, white, and blue. Nothing more political, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing more patriotic than that. Yeah. The In every team's run, in any sport, on the way to winning a championship mm-hmm. or whatever, there's those moments where you look back and, like Joe said, you get goosebumps and yeah. you, you just know it. You know there's something special going that on. That could be one of those moments because I've listened to it a lot and it's extremely exciting. I want to say this. Like I mentioned, first team in history mm-hmm. of hockey to come back from 3-1 to one, uh, series deficits to win in back-to-back seasons. Never been done. The Rangers are 10-0 and in elimination games uh, at home since 2008. 6-0 and in Game 7, meaning game That's three, huge. they could be eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're 10-0 and since 2008. Never lost a Game 7 at home. That's, that's awesome. Incredible. Henrik Lundqvist, who if you don't know who Henrik Lundqvist is, God forgive you. He's <laughs> the best goalie in the world. He joins only Martin Brodeur, who is considered the best goalie of all time. Is he and, really? Yeah, of course. Wow. His numbers are just insane. Him and he joins Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh as the only goalies to win six game sevens. Wow. Henrik Lundqvist, six and one all time in game seven, six and oh at home. So that's, look, I, if you don't pay attention to hockey, don't worry about it, but extremely exciting. And you should pay attention to the next series because the Rangers uh, are going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. And there's a lot of like back and forth between mm-hmm. the two teams. Some of the Rangers players from last year are on the Lightning now. Oh, that's interesting. The Rangers traded captains with the Lightning. They traded The Rangers traded Ryan Callahan to the Lightning for Martin St. Louis. Ooh. It's just going to be a phenomenal series. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring series, which the Rangers are going to win. Uh, question for you. Yes, Joey. What is a timetable on Zuccarello? Uh, Matt Zuccarello, who's one of my favorite players, uh, is a key part of the Rangers offense he got hit in the head with a puck in the fifth game of the first series in Mm -hmm. which the Rangers won and he missed the entire second round series against the Capitals he has a concussion he's been around he's been at the games he traveled with the team so up in the air they're never going to say really but uh, you know the second he gets back on the ice it's a good sign okay he has not gotten back on the ice yet so you would expect to see him at some point in the series uh yeah I would hope so yeah okay Uh, the thing with concussions is you never know really I mean he could have got hit in the head had a concussion for one day and then been fine the next day yeah I think they're just being cautious which is smart but I would expect to see him at some point during the series hopefully by like game two okay we'll see what happens uh what were you asking me about Ovechkin or whatever Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, what do you call a white Russian without a cup? 
Ovechkin. Oh, very ah. good. Very, very good. <laughs> I was so afraid of Ovechkin during those face-offs in uh, Ranger territory when they oh, just like pass yeah. it. I mean, slap him. I, I just thought that was it. Every single time he got the puck, I was like, yeah, That's Ovechkin's it. an animal. He can really shoot. I mean, Ovechkin is probably, I mean, without a doubt, he's the best goal scorer in the NHL, and he arguably was the best player in the NHL this year, and the Rangers really did a nice job containing him. They didn't score a power play goal in the series, which is amazing. Here's a question for you. Um, I was watching the game last night, and the Rangers have seemed to have lost a lot of face-offs. Yeah, they're terrible at face-offs. What do you tell your team when you can't win a face-off? Do you do do, do you blame the inv- individual people that are taking the face off or is it just one of those things you have to kind of it is what it is it's one of those things it's an acquired skill the Rangers have young centermen so mm-hmm. it takes like for people that don't pay attention to hockey the, the center takes the face off when they drop the puck and it determines who gets possession of mm-hmm. the puck uh, after a stoppage in play and the Rangers have young centers so their best center Iceman in terms of faceoffs is Dominic Moore, but he's been around for a, quite a while. He's a veteran. Yeah. And then they have um, Derek Broussard, who's young. Well, whatever. We're not going to get into the whole thing. Yeah. Basically, yeah, there's not much you're going to be able to do about it at this point. It's an acquired skill, and they're okay. just going to have to work on it. But the key to if you're going to lose a lot of faceoffs, which they did last night, mm-hmm. is to know where to go after you lose the faceoff and try to like blunt the other team from gotcha. you know breaking out or doing whatever their set playoff the faceoff was. The game-winning goal... The Rangers win a face-off. It's a set face-off Look face what happens. Play. They win it to Yandel. Yandel to Girardi. Girardi to the net. Step on the rebound, and he puts it in, and that's how you do it. So anyway, very exciting. Uh, I had to bring it up, and yeah. we'll just see how this goes. Yeah, Joe, little Joe Harari clapping in the <laughs> background. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to get to Joey's rap in a little bit, but this is something I wanted to get to. Uh, should I tell the people that are listening what we're going to get into in the show, like a little rundown? Yeah, go ahead. We're going to get into something that I found really interesting. Uh, I didn't tell you what this was about. Yeah. I, I just mentioned it's something to do with the National Guard and the NFL, which we're going to get into. That seems like second. an odd pairing. It does seem like an odd pairing. Uh, but the military and football kind of have a symbiotic relationship, okay. right? They Masculine like energy. Right? <laughs> Jack guys. We'll get into it in a second. We're also going to get into this. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it was a pretty big story. The Seymour Hirsch, who is an investigative journalist, okay. wrote a quite a um, expose, long essay, whatever. Uh, I was going to say extensive. I don't know. Extensive essay about the Osama bin Laden raid. Okay. We've been told a story about what happened, how Obama, how Osama got killed. Obama has his official story. The CIA has their official story. Oh. And Seymour Hersh wrote this essay and basically debunks 90% of what actually happened there. So we have three stories going on at the same time. Well, the Obama story and the CIA story kind of, they jive because oh, okay. they helped create it oh <laughs> together so we're gonna get gotcha. to that it's a really interesting story and i'm gonna rely on you a little bit to try to tell me what you know about the bin laden raid don't get oh you're gonna be so mad <laughs> yeah i'm probably gonna be furious right yeah we're also gonna get into the nsa a little bit we have an update we have a tpp the trans-pacific partnership we have a mm-hmm. big update on that uh and then this other video at the end that i'm not even gonna say anything about. but this is gonna be a very good episode i'm pretty excited do you want to know about this national guard thing yes um oh and you're gonna rap also which yes. is very exciting you got some stories this is gonna be good this story drove me crazy because it involves a lot of things that I dislike. It involves uh, unnecessary military spending. It involves nice. corporations uh, being dickbags, and it just involves kind of hypocrisy, which drove okay. me crazy. This is an investigation by NJ.com's Christopher Baxter and Jonathan Salant. All right. The National Guard has paid the NFL $5.3 million over the last three years 
to 11 different teams mm-hmm. to salute troops on the Jumbotron and show video messages and things like that. Wait, what? You know when you go to an NFL game or when you're watching on TV and they have like, please salute yeah. Lieutenant blah, blah, blah. You think that they're doing that just because they're really patriotic? And it's at the Absolutely. Well, it turns out that it's actually advertising disguised as gratitude because the National Guard is using taxpayer money, $5.3 million over the last three years, to pay 11 of the 32 NFL teams to do that. Oh, God. They're viewing it as advertising of and not as a, a salute. And let's not pretend that the NFL teams actually give a shit. I mean, they might to some extent care about the troops. But they're doing it as a publicity stunt, and they're getting paid to do it. The hmm. Jets took $377,000. The Ravens, a league high, $885,000. Wow. To put troops on the Jumbotron and pretend that they actually care about their service mm-hmm. when, in fact, they're getting paid, and it's an infomercial. This is uh, a Jets spokesman, Bruce Spate. Or Spite. He, he, uh, this is the quote. He explicitly categorized the hometown hero thing as advertising. As with all of our sponsors, we have worked with the National Guard to create tailored advertising and marketing programs to meet their specific objectives, which in this case was recruitment and retention by targeting our fans and audience through media and stadium assets controlled by the team. So Mm -hmm. basically what he's saying is we're letting the National Guard put their crap on the Jumbotron. They pay us, and we're hoping that some people will become inspired by it, I guess, and and join join the National Guard. Like. Hmm. what are you talking about that's insane first of all i totally disagree with the fact that any of our our military should be able to advertise anyway they have the you always you know turn on the tv and you see like the army and you got people like on computers it's like oh i learned how to it's the job because i joined the military it's like that's so unrealistic you're cannon fodder that's bullshit it's taxpayer money and why don't you spend that on taking care of the troops instead of advertising to idiots at a jets game well i i'd be honest with you the the story that always remains me is the Pat Tillman story. The guy was a football player, gives up the contract, and joins the military. What more of an inspirational story do you need than that? Well, that, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely what comes to mind when I when I see stuff like this. Pat Tillman, go watch the Tillman story. It's an incredible documentary. It's really frustrating, and, and I don't know. It's just a very difficult story to pay attention to, but it's important because, like you said— this guy who's basically like the all-American guy. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, playing football professionally. He's a great guy. 9-11 happens. He gets inspired to join the military because he wants to defend the country that he loves. He goes there and he comes back uh, in between tours and he's disillusioned by the whole thing, realizes that what we're doing over there is not, the right quote, thing. defending freedom or doing the right thing, and uh, then later gets killed in a friendly, quote, friendly fire incident. Uh, the last words he says was, I'm Pat fucking Tillman, and they yeah. still killed him, uh, even though it was his own people. So that's a questionable way to way to go, and it's it's suspicious, mm-hmm. but uh, you should look into that story. But right, but that that's the thing. Like, that guy's a hero. Yes. Um, did they get paid to put his picture up at the stadiums and stuff like that? Who, who knows yeah. what happened? So it just calls into question a lot of that shit, and it's, it's irritating because we support the troops, so we do breast cancer. The NFL is a bunch of bullshit. They, yeah. If they're not getting paid to do it, they're not doing it. Yeah, see, I'll be honest with you. I, I had no idea that was going on because every sporting Neither event that you watch, uh, whether it be wrestling, baseball, hockey, or whatever it is. The hockey doesn't really do it. The Capitals do it. Yeah, okay. Well, s- certain franchises do do it, and I thought they were doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Nope, it's about the money. 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Learn, learn that lesson. Corporations and massive things are always, it's always about the money. It's not about doing the, the moral thing or the right thing or whatever, the patriotic thing, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And look, I don't have a problem if they didn't put troops on the Jumbotron. But if you're going to fucking do that and try to like engender goodwill or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. you should not be getting money for it. That's no, absurd. not at all. You should be donating time to them. Let them come to the fucking game. Give them, you know, like. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but it's not unbelievable. It's obvious. Yeah. Right? All right. I wanted to bring that up because that that's like, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's, going it's on. fucking annoying. And when you see it, and I would guarantee that in most other cases, when you see it at baseball games or whatever, they're probably getting paid too. Right? Yeah. If one's getting paid, they're all getting paid. You ready to get into the Seymour Hirsch thing? Because it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, why don't you, and yes. little Joe, you can jump in if you know something about this as well. What do you know about the Osama bin Laden raid? Can you tell me in as much detail as you can? Because this is the interesting thing. Yes. Like I said, 90% of it, or maybe more, I'm just estimating, but mm-hmm. you should, guys should go read this article, and we'll, I'll give you the title of the article yeah. and everything, but you should go read it. Because 90% of what the official story is is not true, according to Hirsch. Yes. Now, there's other stuff that backs it up that we're going to get into as well, but mm-hmm. it's important that we kind of have the idea of what the official story was yes. before we get into trying to debunk that story. All right, you're going to be extremely upset at my version of the official story. Are you ready for my version of the official story? Yeah. Okay. Obama picks up the phone. I want him dead. They go into a cave. Somebody shoots Obama in the head. Osama. Osama. That is my knowledge of the official story. Uh, you know no other details? No. <laughs> it's, it, I, I should have just done the show alone. Oh, that hurts. It should hurt. <laughs> uh, Little Joe, do you know anything about this? The, uh, the Osama raid? I know the story that they told us. Tell me the story that they told us uh, as best you can. What was it? SEAL Team 6. Yep. You know, helicopters came down. Then they, they found the the fortress that he was staying in right went through the windows with dogs and just went room to room found them capped him two to the chest one to the head took him put him on a boat and dumped him in the ocean okay all right that's good that's better i didn't see zero dark 30 or anything that's uh, all I'm, I, know. I love that you brought up zero dark 32 because that's part of this whole thing well, that's is it really you know the movie came out what like less than a year after it happened right. and like what they just fast tracked this story that they fucking yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Huh. All right, well, perfect. You I, I, is that I, Catherine Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow, absolutely, yeah. And, I uh, do have to admit, I, do I apologize. I did know about Soul Team 6. I, I, I forgot the yeah, name. Yeah, I know you know more, but that's fine. Do you remember you the story nervous. they were telling us about how like Seal Team 6 dogs had like metal reinforced teeth? They, they, no, I don't remember yeah, that. Like, that's like a thing. Like, oh, really? There's all these weird yeah, huh. aspects right. of it. Well, let's get into this thing. So, yes. okay, very good. Thank you. Um let me tell Zero Dark Thirty is an important aspect of this thing because the CIA worked very closely with Catherine Bigelow on the details of the story. And okay. The story is based on the version that Obama and the CIA told. And there's a lot wrong with that because people watch that movie the same way they watch American Sniper or whatever. And that yes. becomes the official, like, that really solidifies the idea yeah, that's what in happened. people's minds. Okay. Seymour Hirsch penned a blockbuster 10,000-word essay for the London Review of Books called The Killing of Osama Bin Laden. So if you search for Seymour Hirsch, The Killing of Osama, Osama Bin Laden, Bin Laden. you'll find okay. this article, in which he outlines a series on a series of levels how the story we've been told by Barack Obama and the CIA is essentially false. All right? These are some of the possible lies that he brings up. And I, based on the story, it sounds right. He has um, 
different former CIA officials okay. that obviously you can't name them, but they're all, yes. you know they're off the record, but they're people that are legitimate and were involved. And I, I try. You have to trust this guy, right? Yes. Seymour Hersh has a pretty good track record, so you trust what he's saying. Uh, basically, let me fill in a couple of the gaps. Okay. What the story is is that the U.S. through using CIA techniques and possibly enhanced interrogation, which is what waterboarding, waterboard, okay. all the torture shit that we outlined. Yes. And a past episode, I forget what episode that was. Oh, the United States of America. Yes. If you want to go listen to that, that's what the torture, the enhanced quote, enhanced interrogation techniques. They claimed that that shit helped catch Bin Laden. Okay. All right. They're using these enhanced interrogation techniques. It leads them to a courier, a guy that is running letters back and forth and passing messages for Bin Laden. They track this guy down to Pakistan. And turns out he is going to this place in Abbottabad where, uh, like Joe mentioned, a fortress where Bin Laden is supposedly hiding out, living Uh a life of luxury. Okay. We find out about that. It takes a while. There's some other dubious stuff about how they actually acquired Bin Laden's DNA to see whether he was. That was actually him. Right. How the hell would you even do that? Well, we're going to get into it. So that happens. Basically, what the official story is, they set up a um, a vaccine program, but <laughs> they were just doing that to get like people's blood so they could test the DNA. Okay, okay. They've determined that it has been Laden. Obama says, okay, we got to go. We have to do this. Yes. The way the story's told to us is that we go in not knowing whether we're going to be able to get him or not, but we're taking a very risky gamble. Obama, gutsy, ballsy move. Oh, says, yeah. You got to go for it. Sends in a small group of SEAL Team 6 people. They get there. They get into a firefight. Bin Laden is shooting an AK-47. He's using his wife as a shield. And they finally get to him. They kill him. They kill everybody else in the compound. It's a chaotic situation. Yeah. They take Bin Laden's body. They take him to the USS uh, whatever, I forget. And then they, they drop the body. Carl Vinson. And then they do an, they perform an Islamic burial ritual and they bury him at sea. Mm-hmm. That's the official story. Yes. What is true of that story is that the SEAL team went there and killed Bin Laden. The rest of it, it's not true. There was not a, a courier. The, the, and this is where this the... Um, the Zero Dark Thirty thing comes in. I'm going to read this quote about this, and then I'll get into what, okay. what's wrong about the story. You following me so far? This yes. makes sense. The main theme of the... This is from the article. This is about Zero Dark Thirty and torture. The main theme of the committee's 499-page executive summary is that the CIA lied systematically about the effectiveness of its torture program in gaining intelligence that would stop future terrorist attacks in the U.S. The lies included some vital details about the uncovering of an al-Qaeda operative called Abu Ahmed al-Kuwaiti, who, said, who was said to be the key al-Qaeda courier and the subsequent tracking of him to Abbottabad in early 2011. The agency's alleged intelligence, patience, and skill-finding skill in finding al-Kuwaiti became legend after it was dramatized in Zero Dark Thirty. The Senate report, uh, the torture report that Mm -hmm. we got into, repeatedly raised questions about the quality and reliability of the CIA's intelligence about al-Kuwaiti. In 2005, an internet CIA report, oh, an internal, excuse me, an internal CIA report on the hunt for bin Laden noted that, quote, detainees provide few actionable leads and we have to consider the possibility that they are creating fictitious characters to distract us or to absolve themselves of direct knowledge about bin Laden. (laughs) A CIA cable a year later started stated that, quote, we have had no success in eliciting actionable intelligence on bin Laden's location from any detainees. The report also highlighted several instances of CIA officers, including Leon Panetta, the then CIA um, head, making false statements to Congress and the public about the value of, quote, enhanced interrogation techniques in the search for bin Laden's couriers. So 
let's summarize that. There was no courier. Okay. And they're telling you that they found the courier by using enhanced interrogation techniques, which none of that is true. All right. So if there's no carrier and they're just torturing people, how did they find out that he wasn't even in the fortress? Well, here's what happened. Okay. A guy, a former ISI, which is the Pakistani Intelligence Agency. Okay. Former ISI brigadier, this guy named uh, Usman Khalid. Uh-huh. So Us- w- Walked in to a CIA um, office. And said, I know where he is? Yep. No way. That's what happened. Seriously? Yeah. So why would he even do that? Like, well, did Obama owe him money? Let or? me ask you this question. What was the bounty for information leading to the arrest or ca- the capture or killing of Osama bin Laden? $25 million. Oh. So that's partly why you would do that. Cha-ching. So this guy... Is that tax-free? Well, I don't know, but whatever. So he got... T- they don't have taxes there. Of course it's tax-free. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think there's taxes in Pakistan, Joe? <laughs> uh, no. But anyway, so this guy yeah. walks in and he goes, hey, I know where bin Laden is. Huh. So... Fine. So now they're like, all right, this is interesting. We have to obviously look into this. Fair enough. They get in touch with these two guys who are generals in the Pakistani army. Uh, one of them's name is General Ahmed Pasha, and the other one is General Parvez Kayani. These are two very key figures in the whole thing. Okay. They're working with the CIA once this walk-in guy comes in, and they basically confirm, yeah, bin Laden's been here since 2006. Bullshit. He was hanging out in the Hindu Kush, which is the mountains in the Afghanistan-Pakistan like border region. I think I smoked that before. I definitely have. Uh, he was hanging out there from 2001 to 2005 or 2006, huh. whatever. Then Pakistan captured him by paying off local like tribal leaders. There. Yeah. And they brought him to Pakistan. It wasn't a fortress. He wasn't living there of his own volition. They had him on house arrest in there. So this entire time, Pakistan had the stupid bastard? 2006 on, Pakistan had the stupid bastard. Correct. What's also interesting about this whole thing is that the Saudis, Bin Laden's Saudi, the Saudis were paying the upkeep to keep Bin Laden there. Jesus Christ. Interesting, right? So our like great ally, the Saudis, they're paying Pakistan to keep Bin Laden uh, Under house up. arrest. Yeah, and not say anything to the United States. Because we'd be kind of pissed about that, probably, right? Yeah, just a little. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm sorry, because I'm sort of like, it's like a long article, so I kind of yeah. wrote some notes down, but I'm sort of going by memory. So. No, you're doing a great job, because this is fascinating. I, I, I can't believe that this is actually what happened. Well, it's fascinating stuff, because, well, we're going to get into it. The other aspect of this thing that's yes. also fascinating, because people might be doubting, oh, the validity of the story, is this guy right, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. R.J. Hillhouse, who's a... A novelist and okay. an investigator specifically in matters like this type yes. of thing. She wrote an article on her blog in 2011 called Bin Laden Turned In by Informant Courier Was a Cover Story. Which didn't get much coverage at the time, but now that when you look back on it, you go, oh, that changed. Well, so, so she knew about it back then. And she reported on it, but a lot of people weren't paying attention yeah, to they it. They just poo pooed it. Right. A lot of the facts in her story and the facts in Seymour Hersh's story corroborate each other, huh. and they both believe that they don't have the same source. So that's important. Yes. Because they, for whatever reason, obviously they can't say who their sources are, but they both believe that they're not talking to the same people, which lends more credibility to the whole story. Yeah. All right. Bin Laden's been in Pakistan since 2006. Nobody's saying anything. He's the chilling. Courier walks in. Right. Well, he's not chilling. I mean, he's in, he's in jail, essentially. Oh, and that's how they got the blood sample, right? Because they already had him now, so it would be so easy to get his blood. There's another aspect to that, which I kind of am like hazy on from the article. I forget. But oh, okay. They, the, the truth is they did set up this vaccination program, which mm-hmm. was already in place. 
but they got a, a doctor that was doing something with it. But it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, long and, long and short of it, the vaccine program has been dis, disbanded because oh, okay. people don't trust it now because the story's out there. So yeah. essentially people are dying because whatever. It's like a whole other thing. Bin Laden's there. The CIA informs Obama and they go, we, he's, he's, he's there. there. So Obama says, okay, f- figure it out. Make sure he's there and we'll have to go in and get him. Time goes on. The U.S. works out a thing with the two guys, uh, Pasha and Rawani. From Pakistan. From Pakistan. They are dealing with them and they start to cut funding from Pakistan. And they're like, listen, oh. we need no guards there when we come to get them. And we don't want any, um, you know, any trouble at all. Right. It's got to be an empty room with Obama. It, it, we have with to know bin Laden They get the specific um, <laughs> dimensions of the building. They build it. They get the training. blueprints. They get everything. So part of the story, the official story is that they go there and there's a firefight. Oh, yeah, of course. That is not the case. That didn't happen at all. No, they just Seal walk in and shut him in, in the there. head. Seal team goes there knowing full well there's going to be nobody there defending him and they know they can walk in and kill the guy. Power was turned off in the town a couple hours before the Seal team showed <laughs> up. Now, this is where it gets interesting because the only reason that um, the cover story is there was another cover story in place. The reason why they went with this cover story is because one of the helicopters crashed on the way into the compound. If that doesn't happen, they were, Obama and the CIA were prepared to wait a week to tell everybody that bin Laden was killed. And they were going to say that he was killed by a drone in the Hindu Kush mountains. So somebody fucked up flying the helicopter. Giving thus, validity crashes. to drones. Exactly. Uh. Giving validity to drones. Oh, look at this. It works. Very good, Joe. And right. And it also burnishes Obama's, you know, foreign policy credentials. He knows yes. what he's doing. And also then it validates the fact that we're in Afghanistan, not that we're working pretty closely with Pakistan and paying them off all the time. Okay. <laughs> the, that was supposed to be what happened. The yeah. original, but then the plane crashes as they're getting there. So there's a big fire and everybody is going to know that something went on that night. Yeah. They take Bin Laden's body. They supposedly bring him to the U.S. Carl Nevin, which is one of our like super carriers. Okay. And like they say, they performed the Islamic burial and they buried him at sea. There is absolutely no record that he was actually brought to the aircraft carrier and there's no evidence that he was buried at sea. What they think happened, according to some of the SEAL team, is that they threw him out of the helicopter over the Kush Mountains as they were on their way home. <laughs> uh, they also... So he might not be dead. No, no, no. He's dead because they, when they got there, there's no defense. They blew his. They, uh, they shot him in the head. Pieces. I mean, yeah. he's in pieces at that point. They also said that Bin Laden was delusional and like was not operating Al Qaeda, which was another aspect of the story. They were saying that he was highly involved in planning attacks. There is zero evidence of that. No, also, he was a hermit living in a in a Pakistani house. He's in jail. House. He was a prisoner yeah. in jail. They also said that they got a lot of like great intelligence from the raid because they got computers. And there was nothing like there. Nothing. There was nothing there. He wasn't in charge. He was in prison. Did you guys see Iron Man 3? Yes. Yes. He sounds a lot like the like how they portray the Mandarin in that movie. Uh, yes. Just, I mean, just they, an they actor have a fortress f- that they put him in front of a TV camera, yep. does his lines. Yes, they afford him this Give like... Him heroin, let him go to sleep. They afford <laughs> him this like mythical ability to do anything and conquer, you know, and it's nope. just not true. This guy's just basically a prisoner. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else um, relevant, but I mean, but no, that's it's worth reading the essay, but like... Oh, and then again, so then Obama, so anyway, so the plane crashes, all the shit, then they have to come up with a cover story. That's why Obama goes on TV and says that because people are going to find out. And again, so this is his signature 
essentially foreign policy move where he goes, I mean, other than the Iran deal, we'll see where that goes. But he, he quote, killed Osama bin Laden. The, it was a, it was murder. They sent the SEAL team over. They knew nothing was going to happen, and they knew that they were going to kill him. It wasn't a bold call. It nah. wasn't some, maybe we'll get him, maybe we won't. Like, you knew you know 100% it's a chess match. it was going to happen. You know it's a chess so, match. So it's a political move. I never once thought it was, like, a, a gamble. Like, I like when I heard he was killed, I thought they went in cover of night. Imagine pitch blackness all over. They went in. The These guys are professionals. That's what they they yeah. do this. They build... You know, they recreate the what the seals bu- are saying. Yeah, yeah, they recreate buildings and practice in a you know in a, on a set before they even go in. Absolutely, yeah, they train for everything. So like, I, yeah, I figured it was like a quick like like done. a surgical strike. Type yeah. Of thing. yeah, well, I, I mean, but that's how they and it is that it ends up being that they, that is how it's. Portrayed. I never once thought there was a firefight. I don't, you know. But you would assume though that there would be if, if been like because the the paradox is that when you go into it you're thinking and the story they told is that bin laden is there of his own volition hiding out he has resources and he would have guards people with guns there would at least be people there protecting him it's not the case at all and you know i I understand your point but the but the thing is there actually was nothing going on there so fascinating really interesting we'll see what comes out obviously there has not been much response from the cia so question for you yes joe you have bin laden you're no, under, I'm not. I am not Osama bin Laden. <laughs> you're under house beard. arrest, and the power <laughs> gets cut beard. out, yeah. and the power goes out. Don't you try to get the fuck out or do anything? Or I, I guess you just know it's your time. If you're a prisoner and you're in jail, do you leave your cell nope. of your own volition? No, he's in a cell. He's yeah. behind like steel doors. He's ah, there. Christ. He's being watched, like all the other shit about the location of his of this Abbottabad. Uh, place where he's staying uh-huh. is true he was next to basically the pakistan west point and all this stuff they were watching him yeah because he's in jail he's not there <laughs> just Man. for fun he's so fascinating very fascinating and <clears throat> it calls into question everything that we did a- after 9-11 because he yep. was yeah he was in the hindu kush he's in afghanistan but he easily could have gone to Pakistan. He was being hidden there. We were nowhere near him at any point. Yeah. And then after that, we're still in Afghanistan. He's never there after 2006. He's in jail in Pakistan, and everybody fucking knew it except for us. Which means that anything that happened during that point had nothing to do with him anyway. Right. Well, and even if it did, even if we were doing it with like a legitimate motive to try to catch him, he, we were not going to catch him because yeah. he was in Pakistan. Huh. Pretty wild. That's a mind fuck. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting because this like story that you're supposed, you know, that is told is not true. It's huh. just not true. Now, I'm saying it's just not true based on this essay. Yes, I believe it, and I believe the other article that I read by this R.J. Hillhouse. It just seems to jive. You yeah. know, like all of the facts are in place and it makes sense. And also, if you go back and watch, and we'll we'll get to some other stuff in a minute because we've been going a while on this, but I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. It is. Um, if you go back and watch Obama announcing the kill, yeah. They say in the article, it's a very rushed speech. He was supposed to wait a week to do to give the okay. announcement. He went on that night, and that's partly why they think the SEALs threw the body out of the plane, because they were like, he's going to throw us under the bus. Like, he's yeah, going to yeah, announce yeah. us when he shouldn't. Uh, it's very rushed, and you can see he's kind of tripping over his words, and it's like a, it's a weird address. If you go see, back and because watch uh, see, to me, that, 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 that's one of my moments in my life that I remember being at my friend's house. Whose house? I believe it was your house. I don't think we were together. Maybe we were. I don't know. And well, anyway, that that's one of those nights where you kind of remember where you were when they announced that yeah, they got course. Bin Laden. Well, the th- this is the thing. Like they did get Bin Laden. Yeah. Everything else they told you is it's bullshit. And when Zero Dark Thirty came out, I hated that movie. It didn't seem like it made sense anyway. But that's 
that's crazy because it shows the cooperation between the propaganda machine of Hollywood and the CIA, which yeah. essentially is a deceptive organization too. All they do is make shit up. You don't even know who works there. But nope. you know, we're going to get into something like that a little bit later too about Hollywood and the government working together. Oh, yay. Okay. Uh, hey, Joey, before yes. we get into the NSA phone thing, why don't you hit us with a rap? All right. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, we're ready. Often imitated, never duplicated. Bullets don't go through me. They go around me. Verizon just bought AOL for $4 billion. I have no religion. I look like a fucking pimp. My dick is never limp. I make this shit look real. I like to make the bitches squeal. <laughs> My favorite squeeze is Lucille. That hoe, she only has one steto heel. I ain't no trigger <laughs> happy motherfucker. I hate that director Schumacher. Oh, wow. I like to raw dog it. I got no time for a rubber. Or a man he's got his family and his pride. No, we out. Wow. I, you know what? That was blinding. That was blinding hot. Thank you. Thank did you. Did you, you, did you, you wrote that all yourself? Yes, I did. Who's the Lucille? It just rhymed very nicely. It's Lucille Ball. That's how I was thinking. No, you know, sometimes you come with a rhyme ski and I had it going. So you had Squirrel, Lucille, rhyme. I don't really write rhymes, so it doesn't really, no, I don't know. <laughs> Joe's not familiar with the process of writing a, a sick rhyme. Uh, all right, well, one day we'll sit down and I teach you, son. Your your ability to put your shame away yes. is stunning, and I'm very impressed that you uh, actually did that because it's embarrassing, but you did a nice job. Thank you. Uh, a lot of people were excited about this, this I, moment. And I hope I fulfilled everyone's dreams. Okay. Well, you guys let us know in the comments. Uh, good job, Joey. Thank you. But I will say this. You could have done that last week, right? I did do one last week. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you were like, I needed more time. You needed two weeks to write. Well, that. I was hoping that some of the Noe lights would be, yo, I, I'm a producer. I got I got the equipment. We could sit down. We get Pro Tools going. Yeah, the nobodies. Well, they didn't, <laughs> but I think you did a nice job. And we talked to Andy before the show. Uh, maybe he'll produce you. I think that'd be, I can't wait to do that. We'll that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. So very good job, Joey. Uh, you've contributed immensely to the program today. Nice. We're going to get into this NSA um situation that's taking place it's very exciting actually okay and it's vindicating for our man edward snowden yeah this program is considered a hero not a traitor yes uh nsa phone record collection is illegal yay a federal appeals appeals court ruled that bulk collection of metadata of phone calls to and from americans is not authorized by section 215 of the patriot act this essentially ends government's legal justification for the program edward snowden exposed and i have some quotes about this that we can get into i will say this section 215 of the patriot act Mm -hmm. expires june 1st the house of representatives voted 338 to 88 in favor of the usa freedom act to replace the patriot act which we're going to get into in a second i have information about that the senate republicans would like to renew the patriot yeah of course they their would. position on this thing so let me just read some quotes and then we can no, just yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it but this is um you know it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes and i like that anybody that is against what snowden did clearly you're being proven wrong as time goes on because the guy was spot on with everything he so said. do you feel that this is going to vindicate him or this does vind- how could it not vindicate him yeah. well is he going to be welcome back or? no no he's, not gonna no, be he's never going to be welcome back but he should be considered by every american mm-hmm. a hero somebody that did something good for the country mm-hmm. and for his fellow citizens which is all you can ask yes 
These are some of the quotes. An ACLU attorney, Alex Abdo, says, This ruling should make clear once and for all that the NSA's bulk collection of Americans' phone records is unlawful, and it should cast into doubt the unknown number of other mass surveillance operations of the NSA that rely on a similarly flawed interpretation of the law. Correct. If what they're doing here is illegal, if they're interpreting this Section 215 broadly, way more broadly than they need to, to collect all phone calls of every American citizen, then they're doing that with all the other programs that Snowden laid out, and it's an important thing to talk about. Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, says, who's also running for the presidency. Oh, yeah. As a Republican, the phone records of law-abiding citizens are none of the NSA's business. Pleased with the ruling this morning. He said that on Twitter. Okay. Jim Sensenbrenner, who's a Republican from Wisconsin, who authored the Patriot Act, today's court decision reaffirms what I've been saying since the Snowden leaks came to light. Ah, Congress never intended Section 215 to allow bulk collection. This program is illegal and based on a blatant misinterpretation of the law. It's time for Congress to pass the USA Freedom Act in order to protect both civil liberties and national security with legally authorized surveillance. While we're bringing up the USA Freedom Act, let me read about that. You were going to ask, right? Yes, I was. Also, but my question is, if they deem it illegal, doesn't that mean there has to be consequences? Interesting question, John. For an illegal action? Because... If you and I did something illegal, mm-hmm. we would be punished to the furthest extent of the law, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is we don't write the laws. Oh, shit. The USA Freedom Act, the legislation would still leave an expand. This is, and this is from The Intercept. I've been getting a lot of this stuff from The Intercept. Okay. Things that involve uh, domestic surveillance, foreign policy, things like that. A- and that's like a news company? or It's a website. But it's, it's a website. Gl- Glenn oh, okay. Greenwald and uh, Jeremy Scahill uh, run it. They founded oh, okay. it. It's a great website. That's really, really good. This is about the USA Freedom Act. There was an article about it. The legislation would still leave an expansive surveillance apparatus capable of tracking vast quantities of data. Some of the most sweeping programs disclosed by Mr. Snowden, particularly those focused on international communications, would remain unaffected. The NSA could continue efforts to break private encryption systems and information about Americans could still be swept up. Uh, if originating overseas, the USA Freedom Act is like a surgeon talking about taking a small tumor off of a much larger one. Would you recommend against such surgery if that was the only one the surgeon was even willing to contemplate? Uh-oh. So do you understand what he's saying there? Like, this is helpful the, instead of having the Patriot Act, having the USA Freedom Act, mm-hmm. but it goes nowhere near where it needs to go. Because you can't stop them from bulkly collecting all the data. You're anyhow. just never going to, once you put this thing in place, it's going to be very hard to undo it. The you could thank Snowden for anything that is going to be done in the name of turning this around. Mm-hmm. I'm very skeptical that anything's going to be done. And according to that article, a lot of stuff is still going to fly that you wouldn't be into. But well, we wouldn't even know about it anyway. No, but, and that's the scary thing. Well, about which it. is another thing we're going to get into the TPP, which we've been covering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, who is actually for the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but it's against this. It's so frustrating when guys are like they pick one thing to follow and I they know. go. And they, they go with it. Ron Wyden says, this is a huge step for individual Americans' rights. Now that this program is finally being examined in the sunlight, the executive branch's claims about its legality and effectiveness are crumbling. The president should end mass surveillance immediately. If not, Congress needs to finish the, uh, finish the job and finally end this dragnet. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Mitch McConnell, the <laughs> oh boy, Mitch, the leader on the Republican side from Kentucky, says the bulk phone call metadata collection program is quote an important tool to prevent the next terrorist attack, and the U.S. is better off with an extension of the Patriot Act than not. Wow, nah. way to be on the wrong side of things, as always. You <laughs> simpleton looks like a turtle. Uh, Harry Reid, Democrat from Nevada, says my friend, the Majority Leader, referring to Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. keeps talking about extending the program for five and a half years. <sighs> How can he reauthorize something that's illegal? You can't. You shouldn't. That's a good point. It is a good point. It's an interesting question. I, you know, they're going to add amendments. I'm sure to the USA Freedom Act is going to end up being pretty similar to the Patriot Act. But here's my question. Yes, Joe. Why don't we just strike down the Patriot Act? Pretend it never happened. Me and you? Yeah, yeah, us. Absolutely. Uh, Our politicians. Thanks for listening, everybody. Me and Joey are off to DC. (laughs) We have to strike down this Patriot Act today. Uh, No, go ahead. But like, just let like. 9-11 9-11 happened. It was a travesty. Some people were incredibly intelligent, wrote up a bunch of laws that would be great for certain individuals and not for others. And they got it through because nobody took the time to read the fucking law. Well, a lot of things are done. It's, it's, uh, it's part of the Bush doctrine. It's part of Naomi Campbell. Uh, Naomi Campbell. <laughs> she doesn't really write extensively about U.S. foreign affairs. Um, Naomi Klein, who's a mm-hmm. pretty progressive uh, writer, she had a wrote a book called Disaster Capitalism, and it's like when bad things happen, mm-hmm. like nine eleven. It's not necessarily <clears throat> planned that it happens. Like it's not a government conspiracy, but when these things happen, the government has two options: they can either try to fix that thing, or they can use that thing to its benefit to take away rights and or to that's make money what they or whatever. Did. And that's what they did, one hundred percent. And this is just a way that you know people part of the government apparatus that you don't elect the nsa the cia and people that you do elect like bush and cheney and rumsfeld use that to put in place a lot of ways to spy on americans you know and collect data and have more control now do i think that at a certain point it is well-intentioned they are trying to catch Mm -hmm. terrorists quote terrorists yeah but i think to the other point it's ill-intentioned and and i think that they know that too like it can be both things i think they are trying to help but while we're trying to help we might as well help ourselves to all of your information yeah and that name sounds really stupid by the way the freedom act really the usa freedom act yeah just sounds. well what are they gonna call it the sorry about all that other shit act true patriot act i don't know just uh, oh you think they should call the true patriot Act? all right (laughs) well anyway so that's the little update on the um on this NSA thing. Thank you, Edward Snowden, for the work that you've done. And we'll keep our eye on it. Obviously, I'll keep updating. Hopefully, um, you know, I mean, hopefully some of this stuff gets pulled back. But like we've said... They found it illegal, and we have a bunch of Republican people that want to keep it going, even though it's well, illegal. Well, that's the crazy thing, yeah, right? How, like, it, cu- it is explicitly illegal by yes. an appeals court. It's yes, not, it's you're illegal. Not, you're, you're expanding the definition of what this thing says. And, he, and Mitch McConnell and other people on the right are just like, well, it's important. Yeah. How is it important? What has it stopped? And on top of that, see, this is where this ties in, and this is what pissed me off, and this is why I want to put these stories back to back. Mm-hmm. The whole story is that the CIA is doing all this important work, and they're they're finding all the shit out, and all this stuff is in place to protect us and stop mm-hmm. terrorism. You know what's caught Bin Laden? A guy wanted money. A That's greedy guy who yeah. wanted $25 million. Yeah. Right. It's not any of the other bullshit that we've done in the name of freedom and de- nope. defending us. It's, it's crazy. And don't fucking forget that. That's why that Cy Hirsch article is so important because he's telling you what you're being told is false. That's good. All this other work and all this money and all this time and blood and treasure and everything that's gone down the toilet over this, meaningless. It was just because we paid a guy 
And he was like, yeah, okay, here's my yeah, that's, that's where he is. He's in the United States now with his family, all his relatives, uh, under a different identity. He's oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. Okay. We're going to move on to the TPP thing. Have you been writing titles down? You I have a, not. You, oh, I was going to say, you don't have a notepad in front of you, but you do. You, you, you told me to be more engaged, and it would have been rather difficult for me to be as engaged as I am, was, or will be, and try to write titles. All right, I'll give you that legitimately. You know, I feel like our relationship is like, you're like my little, like very little brother, like nine, ten years old. That young? Yeah. I wish I wasn't losing my hair. Oh, you look sweet. Because kids that young don't lose hair. Some, Unless if there's something some really wrong with them. Extreme cancer, <laughs> things like that. It's so horrible. It is horrible. I don't wish that that happens. I'm just saying. Young kids do lose their hair, though. Yes. Progeria kids. <laughs> uh, all right. Off topic now. It is off topic. And it's, it's true. You shouldn't really be writing titles. I appreciate you're paying attention. Uh, the TPP thing, the Trans yes. Partnership. If you don't know what we're talking about, we talked about it in a number of other episodes. Uh, it's all in the descriptions of the episodes on SoundCloud. You go guys back and go, listen to them. Go back and listen because it's an important thing. This is the update. Some good news on this front. Again, good news is always relative when it comes to our government because any little thing that's done is, you know, it's, it's marginal. It's not yeah. really helping, but it's still good news. The Senate Democrats blocked the fast track authority on TPP. Oh, thank God. Weird. That's good. It's good. Whether it's going to get passed eventually, who knows? But mm-hmm. for now, it's blocked. The fast track authority would basically give; um, it would not allow Congress to make amendments or hold up the process. It would be yeah. simple up or down votes on all parts of the TPP thing. Okay, it was fifty two forty five. That's too close. Fifty two people voted for it, forty five against it. But because of our insanely broken system, you need sixty votes as oh, a majority thank God. instead of fifty one, which makes absolutely no sense. But okay, it helped so, out this time. It worked this time. Uh, liberal leaders Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have led the charge against TPP. Obama's been pretty pissed at Elizabeth Warren, and I have a quote in the email. Oh, God, can you read that now? Uh, sure. I love yes, quotes. I can jump ahead. Obama on Warren. Elizabeth is, you know, a politician like everybody else. Oh, uh, no, got he a, didn't. Well, yes, he did. Oh, no, you didn't. She's got a voice that she wants to get out there, and I understand that. Yeah, of course you do, you son of a bitch, burnishing your uh, foreign policy credentials by lying about the bin Laden raid. And on most issues, she and I deeply agree. On this one, though, her arguments don't stand the test of fact and scrutiny. Well, I actually have some fact, and I did a little bit of scrutiny on this thing, and Obama's uh, facts don't really stand up. Um, I had another quote. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. Let's 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 go to that. This is the biggest trade deal that would be done since nafta yes this is a massive one that this would encompass 40 percent of the global economy nafta only dealt with like five percent or five to ten god that's a huge difference big deal so nafta which was installed in 1994 post nafta the u.s lost 700,000 jobs net okay and 60 percent of those jobs were in the manufacturing industry that's okay so Obama's saying that this is going to create good jobs. It's going to create U.S. manufacturing. It's going to create competition and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. The s- first biggest one that they did, NAFTA, did neither of those things. No. And it hurt working conditions. And we know that that's going to be the case. right? Yeah. So now you're, now you're expanding it to the global economy <laughs> where you're going to have um, low-income workers in the United States competing, like we said on the last episode, against people in China, yep. in Vietnam, whatever. I don't know why I pulled Vietnam. That's not what I meant. Singapore. But you're going to have, in any event, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be competing in an Asian market where you know people basically work for slave wages. Yes. Okay, so he's full of shit there. They have factories in Vietnam, by the way. No, I know, but they probably have a better system in place than in China. Do you want to know? I'm a little bit familiar with that. Yeah, sure. What do you got? So they have a really 
they're really strict. Like, let's say you have a manufacturing, uh, I don't know, help me out, factory. Whatever, there. textile yeah. factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clothing. So they have standards, you know, that they that you are required to have. Right. And if you don't do that, at some point in your career working with them, you're going to have to visit this factory. And they're going to wait for you to visit. And when you do, that's when shit gets real for you. Well, uh, so, but you're saying they have pretty high standards. And if well, you're violating uh, those standards. I know it's like you have to supply... X amount of meals. Okay. Uh, every employee gets a bicycle. Is a, I don't know if that's standard, but I know right. a lot of people do that. And uh, there's an on-staff physician that you know pres- prescribe whatever you need, med- medicine or see right. the workers. Question. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I know. I mean, I know in China that like people, you know, they have to install nets outside of the Fox I just. I know people who have factories in Vietnam. Right. Okay. No, they, no. 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 That's great. That's, do they have housing for the? Uh, in, uh, for the workers or are the workers coming from a little bit away and that's the reason for the bike uh i don't think they supply housing but yeah that's yeah. that's why they have bikes gotcha <laughs> all right that interesting sucks. well i think people that work at google have bikes too they probably just sort of no, they have segways. oh segways, sure. <laughs> okay thank you joey uh joe. little joe uh this is so confusing the two of you because well, i call you joey sometimes but you're little joe never call show. me joey please. i always call this dummy joey uh, <laughs> don't call me dummy it. all right little joe um <laughs> All right, so anyway, so that's that deal. Uh, Bernie Sanders said we need to fundamentally renegotiate American trade agreements so that our largest export doesn't become decent-paying American jobs. Mm. Very good, Bernie Sanders. Nicely very, said. Very excited for that uh, crazy bastard to be in the debates. Uh, I that love that, interesting. dude. I do, too. Uh, he's a good guy. I also Okay, so that's just a quick update yeah. on the TPP. I wanted to get to this aspect of it. Huge corporations, mm-hmm. it's like we talked about, Four years after the agreement is put in place or four years after negotiations and if they don't get an agreement in place, yeah. that shit's going to be sealed up. We're not going to know what's in the agreement. Obama says we will. I don't agree with that. I think that's ridiculous. I do anyway. too. Huge corporations, though, they know what's in the TPP. Turns out that there's these advisory panels called Industry Trade Advisory Committees in which there are 566 different corporations. How do you get on that thing? You have to be a massive corporation. That's not happening. They're in there advising in particular roles. So like Mm. the part about the, uh, I can't think of the word, copyright infringement. Oh, okay. So like Verizon's involved in that. The MPAA is involved in that. Oh, shit. The RIAA is involved in that. Yeah. They get to talk about whatever their specific thing is and like help write the rules of this thing. Uh, 85% of the 566 members are from private industry and trade associations. Nice. So, no, that's horrible. So the other 15% is people that might be interested in, like, uh, conservation and climate yeah. control and things like that. Yeah, no one gives the a other shit about 85% that, are people like AT&T, GE, Apple, Dow Chemical, Exxon Nike, Mobile. Walmart, uh, API, the National Mining Association, America's National Gas Alliance, Verizon. Mm, uh, Johnson and Johnson, Yahoo, etc. So people that have a vested interest in tamping down on a lot of this stuff are helping to write the rules. And American citizens and people around the world who are actually going to be affected by these rules have no say in it. Nice. Don't get to read it. And actually, they're trying to get this fast track through, which means even the people that supposedly represent us don't get a say. They just get to say yes or no. And you know the majority is going to say yes. So. And the best part is you don't even know what's going to happen until the fact that it happens to you. And because it's law, you have no way to fight it. Right. And who the fuck's going to listen to you anyway it's going to be like some kind of secret tribunal thing where it's not yeah. going to be like u.s courts that are doing it. it's going yeah. to be the uh the tpp special counsel on you know whatever so pretty fucked up but anyway so that's something that i just wanted yeah. to bring up uh we're definitely going to stay on top of that and don't believe barack obama anymore when he tells you anything apparently <laughs> that's because of the message of this episode um 
How far along are we? All right, we're doing good. I got one more quick thing that I think okay. is fun, and then you have a couple of topics we'll get to, yes. and then we'll wrap it up. I want to say this. In Andy's absence, usually yes. he picks the song. I picked the song today. Uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, why? You thought you were going to get to do it? Yeah, I, I really thought there was going to be one episode that I that I do get to pick it, but I'm going to wait. Yeah, you save it. Can I'm I sure pick that... one one episode? Absolutely, yeah. Save that audio. Mark time that. Timestamp that. Yeah, okay, he did it. <laughs> he didn't do it. It's okay. Uh, I'm choosing The Who, Baba O'Reilly, oh, nice. to end this uh, episode because the... Why, Little Joe? Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers have been coming out to that song. Oh, is that their, why? That's their entrance music. Okay. And actually, it started last year. Pretty crazy. I, I feel like I had something to do with this. I love that song because it's like, really pumps you up. Yeah, Teenage Wrestling. And yeah. I would listen to it, and I would think about like the Ranger games, how it was going to go that night, whatever, and I went to a game... And it was the first game they actually started using that song. And I was like, this is amazing. It's meant to be. It's so meant to be. And then they ended up losing in the finals to the Kings in five games. But that's what we're going to end the show with. That's my pick. And I'm pretty excited about it. I, so, I, I just want you to know that every time I hear Sweet Caroline, I think of Yager. Yeah, Yarmir Yager, uh, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. The best European-born hockey player of all time. Uh, one of my favorite Rangers players. And uh, God love him. He's a great player. Yeah. This is this one's funny because I think okay. we got. Into, I mean, that other stuff was kind of complicated. Serious. A little yeah. serious. This is hit me with something funny. Ridiculous. The U.S. wants to use. Should I even say what it is, or should I just play the video? It's a forty. Play the video. Play the video. Because you like Cory Booker, right? Yes, I, I do. I do too. But he looks like a total ass in this video. That's not. Good. He's a uh, Democrat from New Jersey. Him and this guy Ron Johnson, who's a Republican from Wisconsin, brought up this idea during a Homeland Security Committee hearing called Jihad Two no, uh, no, 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 and it, no. You, you tell me no. whether this sounds like a joke or not. Here we go. Oh, the video. It's not playing. Here. <laughs> no. It's playing. On this, there are easy tactics. I know them, as you said, from politics, how to get more voice and virality to messaging that we're not using as a government uh, to get counter messages out there. You have... You know, I know something about memes, the data that you're presenting about Muslims killing Muslims, and this is a group that's killing more Muslims, to get memes to go more viral. Look at their fancy <laughs> memes compared to what we're not doing. There's an obvious piece of legislation. <laughs> Look at their, quote, fancy memes compared to what we're not memes. doing. Oh what God. are you talking about? All right, and this is that was Cory Booker. That this one hit the top of Reddit. Ours. <laughs> not so much. That's, oh, my so God. Uh, all right, and this is Ron Johnson. We need to start working out. I've already directed staff, but... Let's face it, we invented the internet. We invented these social network sites. We've got Hollywood. We've, we've got the capabilities, as, as Mr. Shake was saying, to blow these guys out of the water from a standpoint. I mean, <laughs> what? Quickly, get Adam Devine on the, on the phone. We need to create a meme. We need a quick so, Vine. Need, yeah. Yeah, it's. Re- work on that. We need to work on that quickly. So I hope you'll engage that. Are they effort. trying to say to raise patriotism through internet trends? I don't even know. Uh, raise what, do, what do we need to meet? What are they saying we need? They, I don't get it. I, I guess basically what they're saying is like ISIS is pretty good at Twitter. Yeah. And so they think that the U.S. could like out kind of them? virally market or propagandize to people in the Muslim world by making memes a popular thing. Like, <laughs> but do you understand what kind of insanity? They spent a whole day do, talking about it. You, you know what would solve everything? A meme of Mohammed. That that would solve everything. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's a, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Sorry. Joey. We're gonna have to lower the audio there. Sorry about uh, that. It's so, just really funny to so me. So just they, have a picture really of Muhammad think- with a meme thing where it's <laughs> yeah. like, 
Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> can't draw me. Yeah. Oh, you can't see You then. can't see me. Perfect. Yes, you can't you see me. You should do a meme of the Prophet Muhammad doing the John Cena, you can't see me thing. That's So they hilarious. think a, like a, a kid being, you know, brainwashed into becoming a jihadist is going to put down his AK-47 because he saw a funny foul bachelor frog meme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pro- probably, yes. When he, In between battles when he's just flipping through his phone. Yeah, yeah. it's on Instagram real quick. Oh, it's a sexy suicide girl. Uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, right. Well, that's... Re- that will work. That's actually the right idea. Forget memes, right? They should just like take great pictures of really hot chicks that just have... Without uh, their things on. Yeah, the yes. uh, the burkas the or whatever, burka, yeah. right? Yeah, and just have them hold the little American flags and be like, they're they're pretty okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty okay. Uh, all right, so anyway, so that was I just wanted to bring that up because it's like insane. that's stupidity. Yeah, it's just a complete day's worth of work wasted, and then they went on vacation. So how about we get them to start playing Minecraft, and then that way? <laughs> well, it's like how? Yeah, why don't we just give them stuff that we have? Like that's essentially what they're saying. Like maybe we can get them interested in the internet and like eating uh, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we should do. If you really wanted to, like propagate, you know, put propaganda out there, mm-hmm. go over there and build some schools and shit, and then give exactly. them TVs and pizza places. Like that's shopping what's malls. Gonna, yeah, no, 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 orange no. Julius. You know what becomes less interesting when you have pizza and orange Julius around the the Quran. No, 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 that's what no, no, less no, no. I got it. And jihad. It's boring. We should use the things that they hate us for against them, just like you're saying. Yeah, that's Burgers fantastic. And arcades, TV, arcades. Yeah, hula hoops and pinwheels. Yeah, roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> We're just lifting, list, listing things that the Americans <laughs> These like. These are things 50s. I all enjoy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm listing. Um, all right, so that's basically what I have. Uh, for today, Joey, yes. would you like to tell me some of the things that you have? Okay. So the main story that I have. How do you think this is going so far? You think this is a good episode? Even I, I think it went fantastically well. And I also like to thank Joe for his support. I was just shaking my head no when he said, oh, Joe, do your stories. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Thank you, little Joe. It's, it's nice to have you here. I love uh, you guys. We love you too. Buddy. We love you too. So um, my friend, uh, Christy couple of days ago on Twitter, it went crazy. Wait, wait, wait. You yes. can't just say it. You, people think you're actually talking about a girl named Christy. You no. Mean, you mean overweight Cr- Republican governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie? Yes. I was hoping you were going for the overweight thing, but you always do. You always have to knock him out when he's down. I don't know. I actually defend him. I defended him last week because Andy called him a fat piece of shit or something. And I was like, look, it doesn't matter. It's not why I don't like him. Okay. Can you defend this? The fact that he had an $82,594 bill from confession stands from MetLife Stadium between the years of 2010 and 2011 for the football games. Confession stands yes. are what the, uh, the priests were selling back in the days uh, when they were selling indulgences yes. uh, in the Catholic Church. That's, yes. a weird, that's a weird reference. You mean concession stands? Yes, concession 80, stands. How much was it? 82594 bill on just alcohol and uh food how i don't understand how that could possibly be like i i saw that headline and, and you said you were gonna talk about it so yes like, perfect what is there any more explanation to that like yes obviously he's bringing people with him to the games yes of right? course yeah but what is he bringing 800 people i don't know what what happened was is every year he makes how many games does he go to son of a bitch three uh, games 32 he goes no he, they don't play 32 it, it was tw- it's six home games for each team every year Okay. So you add that yeah, up. That was for two years. Every, he, he went to every home game. He went to every Jets home game. And Giants home game. And Giants home game. Yes, for two years. So that's 24 games, Joe. Okay, so six home games. 
with a math on the articles or said 32 however oh well, the so preseason he's games gone to preseason games or he's gone to and he's got some cowboys games and shit yeah, yeah yeah okay anyway so well that's he makes a, i don't have a let me say this okay I, do you, i don't have a problem with that oh you don't have a if problem i were the uh, going to the games if i was yes. a if i was a governor mm-hmm. i bet all the rangers games what yes. am i doing it's 7 30 it's fine so he gets sunday it's got to take a day okay off. every year he makes one hundred seventy-five hundred thousand. To How be much? Mayor. 175,000. 175,000. Yes. Okay. That's what he makes to be mayor. He's and not the goddamn mayor. Governor, excuse me. <laughs> you said mayor. You threw me off. No, I didn't say mayor. Okay, anyway, as governor, he makes that much. He also gets $95,000 as like expenses. Like pocket cash. Yeah, p- entertainment pocket cash. Okay. Which is very vaguely determined. All right, but so he spent eighty. Whatever, eighty-two thousand out of that ninety-five thousand. Well, it turns. But out. how? But uh, what, what? No, no, no. See, that's the thing. That was just one bill that they were looking at. Right. He ended up. Uh, if you do the math, it's uh, ninety-five times five for the five years. He spent three hundred thousand on food and alcohol overall. But that's what I'm saying. It's just mind-boggling. Like, for uh, forget the fact that he's using taxpayer money to like fund his uh, sweet tooth when he's at the goddamn games. How did he? possibly spend that amount of money me and little joe went to a ranger game we spent what 70 bucks we got food not e- like i think not we even spent 50 like 40 bucks, bucks whatever right well speaking of and we ate we ate great we had chicken tenders and we had beer well speaking of the various we different items Christy, that no. you could buy i can combined we're not chris christie i i broke down some numbers for you so for four uh, for Very good. 82 a crunching yeah a little crunching for eighty two thousand dollars <laughs> you could have 13,765 hot dogs. But how many? 13,000? 13,765 hot dogs. So if he had 7,500. They go at six apiece. You could have 6,882 biscuit sandwiches. <laughs> you, you didn't fucking crunch these numbers. You found an article that had these numbers yes. in it. You're such a cocksucker. <laughs> I know. You're such a liar. You're, you're, uh, all right, good. Oh. Where can, were you when Bin Laden got killed? Uh, oh, 16,518 beers. Yeah. Okay. So to avoid the political scandal, so none of this sort of come, came out earlier, uh-huh. the New Jersey Republican State Committee reimbursed the Treasury back in March 2012 to avoid this from happening. So that's why it didn't come out earlier, because some people realize that, hey, this is going to make him look bad. If he's going to run for president, this can't be on the record. So the committee threw all the money back into him. Unbelievable. So, but but but, but seriously, though, okay, right. So it's like you take you take all that out of the equation. How could he possibly have spent that much money? Like again, how many people are going to the games with him? Where where is they, they? They didn't offer that, but anytime he did have like a private event, yeah, I'm assuming oh, okay, it would so be a couple it. hundred people, right? And then you yeah, whack still, up the numbers. Ridiculous. Well, listen, if you have a couple hundred people that have ten beers a piece, yeah, but a lot of this shit is if, you, if you're like a, a guy that's going to like a game like that, and you're in a, in a suite, yeah. Well, yeah. it was comped. No, but you're wait, saying it's comped. Wait, if he was in a suite, he was probably catering it. But that's what I mean, but don't the no, jets or the, whatever like a I think you have to that. pay for the catering. Oh, okay, so that's probably... You like pick a package and that's probably racked up so much because he's going f- all out yeah. every single time. He has to go all out. Unbelievable. Well, look, I mean, th- I, I would say essentially the guy's fucked. He's not going to become president. Like, there's just too much of this shit going on with this bridge gate. He's just an asshole and I, I think people are realizing that finally. Okay. Uh, why? You, you love him still? Yes, I do. What, what is why? Why do you like that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, Joey just needs like a, a, a strong male figure that will yell at him potentially. 
That's why we're the, friends. <laughs> no, clever. Clever girl. Thank you. Clever girl, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you got anything else there? I think we got to wrap up. Did you have one more thing? Quickly. Okay, quickly. Uh, this is a change room. I know you're not on Facebook, but it's a pretty no, big I deal. No, I quit Facebook many years ago, and I've never looked back. Turns out that Facebook made a deal with nine different publishers to have what's known as instant articles. Yeah, I saw something about these this the instant day. articles will load 10 times faster for you because it's part of the deal. So right. some of the... Uh, as meaning as opposed to if you are doing any other thing on Facebook yes. or you click an external link, these things are going to go... 10 times faster. faster. Okay. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. The publishers are included all your New York Times, BuzzFeed of all things, National Geographic... Well, Buzz, BuzzFeed is Facebook. That's all it is. I, I hate, Buzz, I hate yeah. BuzzFeed. NBC, uh-huh. The Atlantic, The Guardian, nice. BBC News, Spangle and Blend. Spiegler, not Spiegler. Spiegel. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't even know what it is. Der Spiegel. It's the German newspaper. Oh. Good. Well, I've never seen that on Facebook. Well, now you're going to, but uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it depends obviously on the select. Do you get, did it say, do you get to pick what content from those providers shows no. up? No. And apparently the way it's set up is they're going to try to find a way where they will get the revenue if they have like ads embedded. Right. So Facebook won't touch that or yeah. that. And Facebook promises that they won't be in any control of the editing of the articles. All right. I mean, look, uh, I don't really have a problem with that. Good. Maybe force feed a dumb generation some real information. That's fine. If it's coming from the... Yeah. Let's feed them because not real depe- stories. Let's no, but they might be real stories. They're coming from the awesome. Times, The Guardian, The Atlantic. That's, those are okay. legitimate uh, news sources, BBC. That's so good. maybe this might turn out for the better then. Maybe it will. It's because otherwise you're relying on your dumb friends, whatever they're talking about. It's like, oh, look, uh, Susie had uh, pickles for lunch. Like, you leave Susie alone. It's not real information, but maybe if you get something from The Guardian, you'd figure it out. Yeah. All right. Good job today, Joey. We missed well, Andy, you. but I think you did a nice job. You liked the episode? I love the episode. All right. We got to let Sabrina and Lisa get in here. They're about to record. Hi, guys. Um, everybody, thank you for thank you very much for listening to the program. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to leave a comment on this episode, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. Uh, we always answer all the comments on there. I love it. You can also go on dailymotion.com slash standup New York Labs. Listen to watch our videos, listen to all the other podcasts, mm-hmm. see what everybody looks like. You can email us, mandatorysampson at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at Mansamp. Joey's Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. Andy is at A underscore Lozy, L O Z Z I. Uh, thank you very much to little Joe Harari for producing the program. We are going to close the show with uh, Bob O'Reilly by The Who and Let's Go Rangers. They play on Saturday at 1 p.m. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you.